Good morning, safe house. I'm so glad to be back with you guys again this morning. How many of you just want to lift the Lord's name on high? I know we're not in the same room together, but just help me worship the name of the Lord. Let's lift his name on high this morning because he deserves it. Let's go. Lord, I lift your name on high. Lord, I love to sing your praises. I'm so glad you're in my life. I'm so glad you came to save us. Lord, I lift your name on high. Lord, I love to sing your praises. So glad you're in my life. I'm so glad you came to save us. You came from heaven to earth to show the way from the earth to the cross. My death you paid from the cross to the grave, from the grave to the sky. Lord, I lift your name on high. Lord, I lift your name on high. Lord, I love to sing your praises. I'm so glad you're in my life. I'm so glad you came to save us. Lord, I lift your name on high. Lord, I love to sing your praises. I'm so glad you're in my life. I'm so glad you came to save us. You came from heaven to earth to show the way from the earth to the cross. My death you paid from the cross to the grave, from the grave to the sky. Lord, I lift your name on Lord, I lift your name on high. Let's do it from the top again. Lord, I lift your name on high. Lord, I love to sing your praises. I'm so glad you're in my life. I'm so glad you came to save us. Lord, I lift your name on high. Lord, I love to sing your praises. I'm so glad you're in my life. I'm so glad you came to save us. My death you paid from the cross to the grave, from the grave to the sky. Lord, I lift your name on high. 
his name. Lord, I lift your name on high. Lord, I lift your name on high. Lord, I lift your name on high. Hallelujah. Somebody put an amen right there. Somebody put a worship right there. Put something on your lips and say something to him. Say something to the Father. Hallelujah. Bless the name of Jesus. How many of you want to bless the Lord, oh my soul? And all that's within me, bless his holy name. Because he's done great things for me. He's done great things for you.
has done great things. He has done great things. Bless his home. done for you on today but he woke me up this morning so I gotta bless his name he put food on my table so I gotta bless his name hallelujah I'm in my right mind so I gotta bless his name my kids are healthy so I gotta bless his name Hallelujah. Don't let this worship moment pass you by. Just think about why you have to bless his name. 
He put money in your pocket, so you gotta bless his name. He provided all of your needs, so you gotta bless his name. You gotta bless his name. You gotta bless his name. Protected you from danger, seen and unseen. So you gotta bless his, bless his holy name. Bless his name. Just worship right there. Get something on your mind that you need to worship his name for. I didn't die from COVID, so I gotta bless his name. I gotta bless his name. I don't have a choice, but I gotta bless his name. his name I gotta bless his name I gotta bless his name hallelujah I gotta bless his name hallelujah no other choice but to bless his name hallelujah many of you have God exceeded your expectations you ask him for one thing and he adds no matter of fact he doesn't add he multiplies it he does more than we could ever expect him to do he does above no that's not good enough exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or think. I want you to help me worship on this last song I'm going to do this morning. And the title of the song is He's Done More Than I've Ever Expected. He's done more than I 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 ever expected. God, you keep on doing great things. You truly amaze me. 
many miracles and blessings continue to chase me and I am overwhelmed with gratitude that's why we offer up this praise for the things you do cause you've done more you've done
you've done more than I ever expected. 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 That's why I praise you. I lift you up and I magnify your name. Why I praise you. I lift you up and I magnify your name. That's why I praise you. I lift you up and I magnify your name. That's why I praise you. I lift you up and I magnify your name. a story to tell you huh. he wouldn't let the devil consume me 
Cause God knew he could use me. God is no respecter of persons. And what he's done for me, he can do the same for you. Cause he's done more than I ever expected. God bless you on this morning. Know that God can do exceedingly, abundantly above all that you could ask or think. He never does just enough. God never just fills your cup. But he is the God that can make it overflow. He is your El Shaddai. Hallelujah. And he's going to always do more than you expected him to do. God bless you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. How many of you know that he's been more than, he's done more, he's done more, he's done more than I have ever expected. I don't know about you, brothers and sisters of the um, saints of the Most High God, but God has just been awesome he's been so good to us he's been better to us than we've definitely been to ourselves and i'm just so grateful and i come to you this morning in such a sense and a feeling of a spirit of gratitude to know that god is god and that he's king and king and he's lord of lords and he has all that he knows all he holds it all in the palm of his hand and i dare not touch his glory but i'm just grateful for all that he's done and all he's continued to do for us amen Good morning, brothers and sisters of the Most High God, for God is good and he's worthy to be praised. And I'm just so grateful to be able to hit, sit here before you again on this morning, December the 17th, 2023. A couple of more Sundays are left. In fact, next Sunday, I think it's Christmas Eve, if I'm not mistaken. Amen. And this year is almost out of here. It's been a good year. It's been a good year. It maybe didn't start out exactly the way that we thought it started out. But nonetheless, it's been a good year because it's any good year. It's a year, any year is a good year if you are alive, especially if you are well. And I am grateful there was no hospital visits um, to um, any of of me. Um, my well, my mother-in-law wasn't, but it wasn't any for me and my children and my wife. Amen. And we're just so grateful to Him from who all blessings flow. Good morning. Safe House Church. If this is your first time at the Safe House Church, I want to say a good morning to you. We're just a bunch of people who believe God and who are enjoying the trip. Amen. Doesn't mean that we're perfect because we're far from perfection. But we what we are are people who believe God that we're walking by faith and not by sight. Amen. That some of us have learned that to be um, very much true in this day and time as we go through the things that God has called us to go through and the things that he's letting us go through to build our faith. I don't know about you, but I've been in more faith building moments this year than I think I have in a very long time. And that things have come and situations have come. And there was times I just had to trust God. And there were some times that I just stepped out on faith. And then there were some times where they say, you just got to shoot your shot. Amen. And I'm here to tell you today that God is faithful. He is faithful. He is faithful to them who diligently seek him. And he opens up doors. Um, amen. So here at the Safe House Church, we work off three principles. We believe that God has called us to, that we call them DEA, discipleship empowerment and accountability discipleship in that we're going to walk with you we're going to talk with you we're going to disciple you 
empowerment in that we're going to empower you to do whatever it is God has called you to do. So if that's ministry, amen, if that's um, our marketplace stuff, whatever the case may be, that we work and we support one another here in this place. And then the last piece of this is accountability, amen, that even with all God has given us, there is accountability. I just don't get to do any and everything I want to do, but there is some, 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 um, some, I ain't going to say rules, but there are some things that God has told us to do. So we are to be obedient. And as we are obedient, then God is more than amped and more than able to help us um, to meet um, our obligations. Amen. So I'm going to also say good morning to First Lady Ely of the Safe House Church. We're just so grateful. And to our children and all the members here. There's so many there on the Zoom and those who may be watching us via the Facebook Live or the Instagram or Twitch or all the other platforms that we um, send this out on. Amen. And we're just so grateful to you from whom all blessings flow. For I do believe there is a word from the Lord on today to be able to share with you on this morning. I wanted to say um, happy birthday to my sister. She just she celebrated a birthday on this week. Amen. And we're grateful. And any others. I don't think we have any direct others here in our midst that celebrated a birthday, celebrated a birthday, but if they did, I want to say a happy birthday um, to you. Amen. As we go forward into what I believe God has given us on this day, I ask that you all continue to keep Sister Dominique in your prayers. As you all know, she's with child. And of course, um, if you had a baby before, you know things um, happen and things go. So we just want to continue to keep um, our minister of music um, in um, our prayers that God continue to touch her and her family and give them the things and, and, and stuff that they need to um, go forward to do what they got to do. How many are just grateful this morning? I don't know about you, but I am just grateful. I am grateful, number one, to be alive. I am grateful to be here in his presence, and I am grateful to be here with you on today as we share what we believe to be the word of the Lord on today um, with you. Um, amen. I think I don't have anything else that I needed to touch um, touch bases with, so we're going to go right into our belief God has given us, and we're going to share that with you. Please, as always, we ask that you share this broadcast with anybody else. Um, hit the share button um, out there um, this morning. Amen. I see um, Phoebe is putting out things. She's saying thank you all for the birthday shout out. Amen. I didn't even know she was out there. Um, and um, she says she's praising God for 45. Amen. We're grateful. Um, 45. Amen. There was a number of people who have lived to see 45. I look through my Facebook sometimes. I know as many of us scroll through social media. And I see a number of people that I've been friends with that are no longer with us, amen. And, you know, and it, it's kind of that that moment, you know, it's like, well, I want to friend new people, but, you know, this person is no longer with us, amen. And, you know, you know, letting that go. So we all have our moments, amen. But we're just grateful um, to be here because as many people our age or younger, um, that's no longer here with us, but we're grateful that God has um, allowed us to be here and to go forward because it's only by his grace and his mercy that we are here and we're doing as well as we are because none of us um, have the capacity to do these things ourselves, but it's his grace and his mercy. So I'm not going to be before you long on today. I don't know every time I say that, it ends up being something else. But whatever the Holy Ghost would do, we'll let the Holy Ghost have its way. So I want you to turn with me, brothers and sisters, to the book of Matthew, the book of Matthew, that's the first book of the New Testament, the book of Matthew, 
and we want to go to chapter number 20, the book of Matthew, chapter number 20. I'm asked that you all continue to be careful and um and and watch watch yourselves as you go, but enjoy your family. Um, amen. Got to get back here on Friday. Um, as you all know, I traveled between Alabama and North Carolina and was made it here safely and we're grateful, no mechanical failure, no whatsoever. And I was able to spend time on yesterday with my wife and my children. Amen. We went and, um, and the kids were kids and we were being kids too. And went to the arcade and played at the arcade with the kids and spent a little time with them. Of course, spending money. That's kind of how it goes, but um, I, I think they enjoyed it. I know we enjoyed it. Um, amen. You know, I knew there was a reason why I stopped playing video games because they get addictive, and that's all I would want to do and not be as productive as I need to be. Um, amen. But got to spend that time with them um, yesterday and looking forward to spending more time with them in the days and the, um, the rest of the week to come as we get a little reprieve um, from our work. Amen. Um, and we're just grateful. And I know many of you are looking forward to getting out for the holiday. So we're just grateful for all that he's done and all that he continues to do for us. So let's go in now. The book of Matthew. Well, Matthew, the 20th chapter. I'm going to start at verse 1. And there's a story there I want to read with you. Um, and, and then we'll expound on what we believe God has given us today to share with you there. So let me see if I get my, my Bible here working right. Let me click my screen. See if I can pull it up on screen for you is where I'm getting at. Here we go. And, uh, okay, let me get one. Let me get me back up here. Okay. Hallelujah. There we go. All right. So let's read. Um, the labor's in the vineyard. It's an important lesson here. And I've been reading this story for years, but didn't realize the revelation well one of the many revelations that's one of the things about scripture you can read them over and over again and god will give you exactly what it is that you need when you need it but i saw something a little differently here on today because we always typically typically um put ourselves in one thought but let's share this with you all right um got to read a little bit because it was no way i was thinking what parts could i read and not read and still get you the message but i just couldn't skip any of it so um, I got a little bit to read, but it ain't too much. All right, here we go. It says, For the kingdom of heaven is unto a man that is a householder, which went out early in the morning to hire laborers into his um, vineyard. So here, this is um, Jesus talking to them. If you open up the King James Version of your Bible, you'll find this to be all in red. So remember, Jesus talks to them in terms of parables 90, I won't say 99% of the time, but most of the time. And in particular, um, they always use the parables around agriculture um, because what agriculture is, what they did is what they understand. So right there, it tells you that we must talk to people within context of their understanding and their belief, amen, that they, things that they know to be true or things that they can relate to. So this is what makes you relatable, uh, not only as a witness, but as a person and makes you um, viable there in the space because now you can be effective because people may actually understand what it is that's coming out of your mouth. All right. So he goes on and says this. And he said, and when he agreed with the laborers for a penny a day, he sent them into the vineyard. And, and, and he went out in the third hour and saw others standing idle in the marketplace. So he's going places and he's seeing people that... Uh, there, there are workers. Um, 
Let me modernize this for you in 2023, which you will find this safe answer there. Certain areas that we have the um, a number of workers and people who are looking for day work, they what they call them day laborers, meaning that they would go do whatever it is that you ask them to do, and then you pay them. And um, and you'll find sometimes uh, that certain areas you can go to Walmart's or Home Depots, and people who have skill who may be looking for work, they cannot find work, may have skill, and you could you know employ them there. I've seen people do that. Um, so this is essentially what is happening here. This man has a vineyard. He needs some help. And he goes in there. He has some people that he agreed to work for a penny a day. And the Bible said he goes back to the marketplace. In fact, what he's probably doing is going back to the store. And as he goes to the store, he finds more people there waiting. And what does he do? He employs them. All right? Watch this. And he goes on and says this. And it says, um, so let's get right back into verse uh, the, the four. It says, and said unto them, go ye into the vineyard. And whatsoever is right, I will give you. Whatsoever is right, I will give you. Remember that. And they went their way. And he went out about the sixth hour and did likewise. About the eleventh hour, he went out and found others standing idle and said unto them. Remember, he went back to the marketplace and he found others standing idle, meaning they were doing nothing. Why stand ye here all the day idle? They said unto him, because no man hath hired us. He said unto them, Go ye also into the vineyard and um, vineyard, and whatsoever is right that shall ye receive. So when he was come, the Lord of the vineyard said unto his steward, Call the laborers and give them the hire, um, their hire, beginning from the last unto the first. And when they came that were that were hired, and the eleventh hour they received every man a penny. But when the first came, they supposed that they should have received more. And they likewise received every man a penny. And when they had received it, they murmured against the good, the, the good man of the house, saying, These last, last have wrought but one hour, and thou hast made them equal unto us, which have borne the burden and heat of the day. But he answered one of them and said, Friend, I do thee no wrong. Did this not not agree with me for a penny? Take that, take that thou is, and go thy way. I will give unto the last, even as unto thee. And if is it not lawful for me to do what with with what I will with my own? Is that I evil because I am good? So the last shall be first, and the first last. For many be called, but few chosen. Many are called, but few are chosen. I know you've heard that one said a couple of times. Many are called, but few are chosen. If I have for a subject with you on this morning, I want to speak to you from the subject of doing good when you know good. Doing good when you know good. Let us pray. Oh, Lord, have the Father, Lord Jesus, we come to you this morning. Lord, we want to say we thank you. Lord, we thank you for yet another amazing day, another opportunity, Lord, to be here before your people. Oh, God, Lord, you did expound your word, Lord. Speak through us, oh, God. Forgive us for all our sins, those known and unknown to us. Help us, oh, God, to go into the highways and the byways and compel them to come. Lord, help us to be who you have with us to be, to do what you have with us to do, to say what you have with us to say, Lord, to live how you have with us to live, Lord, and to pray how you have us to pray, Lord, for it's your anointing that destroys the yoke and set the captive free, Lord, and we just honor you for that, 
And Lord, we praise your name, Lord, and we give your name all the honor and all the praise, Lord Jesus, the glory and the power, Lord, for it's yours and yours alone, for we dare not touch our glory. But in all that ways, we acknowledge you, Lord, and you said that you would direct our path. We ask you to do things to others in the powerful name of Jesus, for we know this one thing, and we know this to be true, that we walk by faith and not by sight. So in our reading on this morning, we find in Matthew 20 and chapters 1 through approximately 16 that there's a story that Jesus gives a parable. And he said that the kingdom of heaven is likened unto this, which one could conjecture or one could walk away with and believe that the kingdom of God, that we all receive equal payment. However, we may all come in at different times. Now, I don't know about you, but I just, number one, I just want to get in, you know, um, you know, I, I just want to get in. Uh, me, I want to get in. I want to live right. I want to do everything I know within my power to do to uh, be a blessing to others, but I want to get in. But here, there's a thing, and this is human, human frailty that we look at and things that we challenge us because we have this thing of what's fair, and what's fair and what's fair and, and, and equity. So here we, we see a thing of a couple of things here. We could talk about things in terms of fairness and we could talk about things in terms of equity. When I think about fairness, fairness means that exactly what I do for one, I do to the other. So some could question say, how fair was this man? Because this man gave every man a penny. Every man came and he gave every man a penny. So one was looking at on the surface that he was fair. He did exactly what he said he was going to do. He did not cheat the people. He told them, in fact, that he gave them a statement of faith that said that what? That he would give to them which was good. He would give to them which is good. Now, in our world and what my training tells me um, from my secular world, that is that you have to define all these kind of things because what's good to one may not be good to another. It's kind of like that saying that beauty is in the eye of the beholder, meaning that one might think this is beautiful, but another may think that this is ugly. The one might look and see the pokeritude of something and one might see something that's being hideous. But what all of that is dependent on the person and their point of view. What we find to be beauty, sometimes it depends, it depends on that person's definition and their culture and the things that they've experienced. Because if you don't know, you don't, if you don't know, you you don't know. But if you know, you know, then you know, right? So this is one of these things when he's talking about being good, doing good when you know good, amen. When we know you know good, then you're supposed to do good. It's upon us to do so. It's upon us to be kind to one another. It's upon us to be generous to one another. Why? Because our father in heaven is kind and he's generous to us. And we are to be a reflection of that generosity. We are to be a reflection of him here in the earth. We are to be a reflection that, you know, even if he never comes back down again, amen, we know he's coming back again. But if he didn't, then they should be able to look at me and see how I interact with one another, how I train, I treat people and how I work with those who are around me. Amen. So now we find here that the they were going on in the second part of this that we can dig deeper is some would say it was the labor. Amen. That they came and they did work. That some came at one hour 
in the um, early in the morning. They started at maybe approximately maybe 8 a.m. And they worked all day till 3 p.m. But then there was some, the Bible said they came in the 11th hour that they may have come at like noon time. And they came in and they also got the same pay. So one would argue, said, why would they get the same pay? Well, here's the thing, brothers and sisters. Sometimes we have a a tendency to put people into frameworks or to and knowledge, put them into situations and things that were comfortable for us here in the United States that we are a blessed country and some of us work on salary and then some of us work off hourly wage, amen. Not one time here did I find that the man said that they were going to pay them a hourly wage. He said that you would come to the yard and I would give to you, which was good. And a penny for him at this particular time was good. A penny for him was righteous. A penny was what he had argued to give. A penny is what he had set in his heart to be able to give for the job that he needed to be done. In fact, a penny may have been generous, but then some would say a penny is the lowest form and a penny might be the lowest form for us, but a penny here may be something more somewhere else. Are y'all with me? Again, it depends on who you're working with and who you're dealing with, whether this is a good offering or not. It depends on who you're working with and who you're dealing with, if this is a fair amount or not. You know, each uh, to its own. So they come and they have now made within themselves that they will work for a penny for the day. So there was no hours in this. This was a day thing. And they had decided, so each man had decided which was good for them. And they could have turned this down, but they did not turn it down. In fact, what they said is that we will work for this penny because some of the people were there and they were looking to be hired, but they only can be hired when they were what? They were found. Amen. So when he finds them, then he what? He puts them right to work right immediately. And the Bible says that here that they were looking, they said, why were they idle? And they were idle because they said, no man hireth us. So when he finds them, he puts them to work. See, some of us are still have not been found. And where we you know that God here, he finds them. So if you notice here, remember, Jesus is giving this as a story unto the kingdom of heaven to teach them about how people would come into the kingdom, that some would come in the kingdom. Some of us would have been blessed to be able to serve God as little children. Amen. I've been in church all my life. I do. I say that unapologetically. I say that unashamedly because God has been good to me. It doesn't mean that my life has been a bed of roses and everything has gone the way exactly how I want it to go. And he, I dotted all the I's and crossed all the T's, but he's been good to me. And he's been good to the Ely family. And I'm grateful for that. So here I am now sitting at you at the right age of 46 and still giving God the honor, still giving God the glory. It doesn't mean that I haven't made any mistakes. Amen. But he is still good. And we're still in his vineyard and we're still working. And our payment is what? eternal life. Our payment is to be in heaven with him. Our payment is to go with him. So what he's telling us that we are to do good even when we know good. So there are what other brothers and sisters who may get saved at 45, who may get saved at 43. They may get saved at 89. Who knows when they may get saved, when they might come into the power and the unction and knowing of God. But what I know is that what I have to worry about myself, that the thing that I've agreed to, the thing that I walked in so many times We'll get into things and realize and say, okay, I got cheated or what? No, not necessarily that you got cheated, but it was what, what did you agree to? What did you allow yourself to say that I'm willing to trade my time for, or I'm willing to trade my life for, but then what we find him when we, uh, we find him. So Jesus 
here is with almost a sense of the good shepherd here. I mean, not the good shepherd, the landowner who's going back and forth to the marketplace and he's finding them. And as he's finding them, he's putting them to work and he's giving them a day's wage. Amen. And he's decided what that wage is going to be. And as he's made that wage and he's decided what that wage is going to be, now he is working with them. But now at the end of the day, when they get here, then we find that what down some of the workers who started in the beginning are now upset because they believe that they may be entitled to more because they say that they were out in the field longer, that they were out there in the heat of the day and they were out here doing this thing and they giving their lives as a, you know, um, they're giving their time early. And I think about this in terms of where we are today. Some would say, well, why would I not wait to the end of my life to, to, to trust God and worship God? Well, I'm here to tell you the one reason. This is one reason why we don't know when we're going to die. Amen. Unless you take your life into your own hands. Why? Because, see, see, if we play that game, what happens is then brothers and sisters, you know, many of us will probably wait to the last hour to, to say, okay, now I want to live for God. Wait to the last hour. Now I want to do this. And see, this is not how life works. Life works what? in terms of being unknown. This is why faith is so great. This is why the Bible reminds us that without faith, it's impossible to please God. Because what you have to have faith to know that, Lord, I don't know it. I don't see it. I don't understand it. I don't know where it's coming from. I don't know if it's going to come. But I believe that it's going to come. I believe that as I prepare for this message, that I was going to get an opportunity to preach it. I believe when I took, I got up this morning that I was going to be able to come in here and do what I believe God has called me to do. But, but even in all these kind of things that were, well, it's a faith. Our each and every day we live is faith. Amen. As I was sitting down and I was in Alabama and tornadoes were coming through the area. Amen. And I had never been through a tornado and I was just praying and saying, God, okay, Lord, you know me, Lord, you, you know, and you, and you know I'm yours, Lord, and whatever you have to do, Lord, I bless your name, oh God. And what we find is that what it never even came to my area. You know, some would say as we look in the book of um, Ecclesiastes that this was just a thing of time and chance, amen. And it very well may have been. But what we find is that even at the end of the day that we what we do not live in fear for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but he's given us the spirit of love and power and of a sound mind. So even when all these things look chance that I'm to pray. And if he tells me to go forward, I go forward. If he tells me to stay my hand, then I stay my hand because he knows what goes before me. I do not know. So here now what they have to trust. If you notice here that the good shepherd, I mean, not the good shepherd, the, the, the owner of the, of the divine yard tells him that he will give them what is good. Amen. So they have to trust that he's going to be a good man, that he's going to be generous and that he's going to do whatever it is that he said he's going to do. At this point, they don't even know if he even has the capacity to do whatever it is he said he's going to do. They could have went out here and they could have worked for weeks and years and months or whatever the case may be. And he did not have a penny to give them. Amen. But so here we find that what well, it takes a level of faith from them. So here, but at the end of the day, though, that now the grunt, the, the, the workers find themselves being disgruntled because they believe that they were owed more. How many of you sometimes find yourself, and I include, say, Lord, I, I think I should have more, and I think I should have more here, and I should have more there. But here's the thing. So we talked about equality, but then we also serve not just equality, but we talk about equity. And one of the things about equity, the key thing about equity is trying to level the playing field. So equity is not embedded so much in equality, but what we find is that what equity does is try to get the, the playing field level so that you can both start on the same level. So if I have a leg up on you, equity says that let me do something extra for you so that you can have a leg up. 
um, so that you won't have a leg up so that you can be equal to the one who had a leg up on you. So here you find, remember, he's going back to the marketplace and he's finding them and he's telling them and he's putting them to work as soon as he gets them. And they go to work and they have agreed to work for the amount of one penny. And here the equity thing of it is, is that we don't know what they had going on. We don't know what they got, you know, what their situation is or what their circumstance. So sometimes brothers and sisters, you can look at one and say, you know, why do they have that? Or why is this working out for them? But the truth of the matter is you don't know what they've been through. You don't know what they are dealing with. You don't know what's in their body. You don't know what's in their mind, what's in their heart, what God is calling them to do and what he's, he's setting them up to do. So therefore, I've uh, I've learned over time that I cannot judge one's walk. I cannot judge what God is doing with another. Amen. Because if he's raising them up, then there must be some other shortcoming in their life that he's undergirding. Amen. For them to be able to get the start that they need. Amen. And so what we find here is as we look at the equity thing of what God is, um, what the um, the shop owner, where the yard, the vine yard um, owner is doing, that one would what question to say, okay, well, why would he do this and why would he do that? But see, sometimes God has called us to do good when you know good. Mm-hmm. Do good when you know good. See, the number of us, we know good, and we know there's some things that we could have done, and we could have helped some people. There's some doors we could have opened. There's some things that would have changed if we did good when we knew to do good. Amen. And we find here that what? The shop owner does good. The, the vine yard, yard owner does good. Why? Because he agreed. He made an agreement with them that they were going to what? work for one penny a day. But we find that after the work is done, some feel like, well, okay, the work was too hard. How many of you ever done a job? or done something that you realize after you got in minute about me, well, you should have asked for more. I've done it many times. If you've done anything, especially in terms of labor, there are things I've done as um, far as a um, computer scientist and, and stuff when I'm making things or stuff as an entrepreneur that I realized I didn't know how much more work was involved. And sometimes we had to do what we call, we took a L. Um, we took a loss. We took a loss because it seemed like there was more work to be done than um than what I agreed to. I remember on last week, y'all know my wife has this business and in her business she makes these wreaths and we were starting to expand and starting to ship them. Amen. And one of the ones that was bought and we um we told the lady how much it was for shipping and we was you know, we was shooting in the dark. We was taking an estimate at the shipping and come to find out that the shipping was almost not double that but a good, you know, like another twenty percent on top of that. So that was what a loss that we took because what she agreed and we agreed to a price, amen. And that person met that price. And since she met that price, now it was on us that we take the loss. Amen. So this is why we got to be honest and honest with ourselves and make sure that we're doing right by ourselves. Amen. And then doing right by those around us that when you do when you are doing good, when you know to do good. So here we also find a couple of points I wanted to make. Number one, be a person of integrity. Oh, come on, somebody. That We ought to be people of integrity. If you agree to something and this is what you agree to, then you it's on you to follow through and do what you're supposed to do. If you told them you're going to put 20 holes in the yard and, and you go out there and you short them some holes, then that's, no, that's not being integrity. You know better. And even if you made a bad deal, then you're supposed to follow through. Are y'all with me? That way, I know sometimes we don't want to hear that, especially in this time of the season. And, and you know, we feel like, well, I did this and I did that. And what I did was worth more than that. Well, you should have asked for more than that. And if they agreed to that, then you would have been fine. 
But if they did not do that, then you are, you got to be a person of integrity. This is what being being good, being good is doing the right thing even when it's hard to do. I don't know about you, but I tell you what, in the last six weeks, I've been in some situations where um, you know it seemed like you could have did one thing and God maybe even potentially even got away with it. But here's the truth of the matter: is you never get away with it. You never, ever, 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 ever get away with it. There's always a price that's going to be paid. There's always something that's going to be paid because you do not get get away with it. God would not be just. So even though it seemed like people may have gotten over on you and they gotten away with things or you felt like you was treated unfairly, I ask at the end of the day, if you truly was treated unfairly, know that God is just and that he will make it up. So then we so be a person of integrity. Next thing is, Use strategy, strategy, strategy. So here, the strategy that the um, the vineyard keeper had here was the strategy was that he was going to pay them all the same amount. He never agreed to pay them um, based on their service. He never agreed to pay, um, pay agreed to pay them based on the job. If you notice here, when God tells us, He said, "What that we are to serve Him, that He will to serve Him, and what in truth and understanding we are to serve God with all our might and all our heart and all our body, our soul and our spirit. We are to give Him." Everything that we have and even and if we agree to give him he's what well, he's agreed that he would take care of us He told us to bring into the tithe and offering into the storehouse and that what that there be meat in his house And then the what then he said he would do what he would rebuke the canker worm and the, and the locusts and all those things Amen, he's done his part, but what have you done? Have you done your part? There is a plan in this that God has an overall strategy for you and I. There's a way of redemption. And what he wants us to know and do is know that what we don't hold tomorrow in our hand. Nor do we know which way we're going to go or which way we're going to turn. But what we are to trust him, trust him, trust him, trust him. And I don't know about you. This is why we live by, we walk by faith and not by sight. And I remind myself and I remind you on this day that you don't know where you're going to go. You don't know what you're going to have. You know the plans that you're making. You know the things that you hope going to happen. You know the direction you hope to go in. You know the things that you, you hope go the way that you hope they, you know, they, they go. But at the end of the day, you do not control any of it. Oh, come on, somebody. For the Bible tells us not what that, you know, that we are to be anxious for nothing. He said not one man can gain a stature to his height by what? By worrying. So I'm here to tell you today, don't worry. Just be a person of strategy. Say, okay, God, this is my plan. Oh, God, this is what I plan to do. Lord, but if you see fit to blow this up, oh, God, I'm okay with you blowing this up. Oh, come on, somebody. I know that ain't always what we want to hear. But, Lord, if you want to blow this plan up, Lord Jesus, I'm okay with it. Because, Lord, I want to be a person of of, of, of faith, Lord, and following you, Lord. And this is thing. This is not a easy walk, but it's a worthwhile walk because God has shown himself time and time and time and time again when things go the way that we need to go and situations go um, to the left and to the right, then God has a tendency where he's bringing up. I, I've seen some times where I was, you know, this past week I was doing something and, and there was a situation I had to take care of and I was short on because I had a couple of, it seemed like a perfect storm of situation. I had like three major costly situations that all happened at one time and they, and they significantly cost me some money. And I was thinking to myself like, man, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do on this. And, you know, and lo and behold, I go to my bank account and there was a significant amount of money there that was paid to me for some work I had already did. And I didn't even think about it. 
and it kind of came up. So God knows, he knows the timing of how to bring things. And then there was another situation that come in. Well, lo and behold, some of my investments this week, y'all know the, the stock market and all this stuff went nuts the last couple of days, amen. And then God, so now he's already made provision for that. So God is not marked. He, if a man sow that, shall he reap that which you sow is that you shall also reap. So I'm here to tell you today, have a strategy. Just don't be doing things just to be doing it. If you agree to go out there and you to work for a day, then make sure that you, as you agree to work for that day, that you are learning everything you need to learn, that you're getting everything that you need to get, that you're understanding things, and that, you, um, that you're strategizing while you're there. Because see, so oftentimes, brothers and sisters, we find ourselves in a place that we just go in there and we're doing things haphazardly haphazardly meaning that we're just going in and we're going through the motions and we're just doing what we feel like we need to do and we're just going forward and da 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 and so here he's telling what he, this man had a strategy he had a strategy that no matter who he had he was only going to pay them out what a penny a day you know no matter when they came and even paying them a penny a day at the end was actually quite generous because in fact what does he say he says have I not been generous to you because the truth of the matter is, is that if everybody would have got a penny, um, everybody, I mean, if everybody would start at the same time and everybody would have got that penny, then everybody would have been fine. But here, here's what it boils down to, and you've probably heard it more than one time, that people are okay with you doing good, you're just not okay with you doing better than them. Oh, come on. Y'all, did y'all catch that? That what? People are okay with you doing good. They're just not okay with you doing better than them. So if you notice here that what? This is what this really boils down to, is that what? They were starting to do better than them. And since they were starting to do better than them, now what? Now they feel a certain kind of way about it. Now they're kind of, you know, they're up in arms about it. Now they're feeling that, okay, well, there's more owed to me. Why? Because they are doing better than me, but it seemed like they had done less work or they done less when they came in. And we can't be worried about that, brothers and sisters. We got to do good when you know to do good. You got to bless when God tells you to bless. You got to move how he tells you to move because what your agreement is not their agreement. You don't know what they are dealing with. You don't know what they brought to the table. You don't know what they have gone through, but it's incumbent upon us to do good when God has called us to do good. So then here, watch this. Last piece here I want to do is stay on balance. What do you mean stay on balance? Stay on balance. Staying on balance is very important. Anytime that you are off balance, in which you find yourself in a position of um, instability, amen. And we find that instability, when you're instability, then you sometimes you make poor decisions. Why? Because you're not on your on your teeth. You're trying to hold yourself up. You're, you're, you're trying to figure some things out, and therefore you make some bad decisions. I heard Chris Rock say the other day, as I was watching a video, he said that you should always eat before the meeting. He said, even if, if even if you're going to a meeting, that's going to be a dinner meeting or a, a lunch meeting that you should eat before the meeting because he said that you do dumb stuff when you're hungry. Oh, come on, somebody. And I believe that, amen, that to be true, that I think about sometimes you do dumb stuff when you are hungry, whether that's spiritually hungry, whether that's physically hungry. Why? Because we found, watch this, even the Bible speaks about it. Remember Jacob and Esau, right? Mm-hmm. That Esau took Jacob took Esau's birthright. How did he take Jacob's um, Esau's birthright? He took it when he was hungry because he was hungry. He sold his brother his, his birthright for a bowl of soup. Now, how stupid is that? He sold his birthright. The birthright, remember, the birthright meaning that what he was the first order, which essentially meant that everything that his father had was coming to him first because he was the oldest and he was the firstborn and he had the first right of refusal of everything. So all this stuff that he had, all this stuff he could have had, all this stuff that was to him, 
He gave it up for a bowl of soup. So this is what I'm talking about, staying on balance. This is how one talking about staying on balance because what staying on balance means that I equally understand the good part as I do the bad part. And because of this, you have to, you know, it, it helps you to make better decisions. So now we find here at the end of the day, the, the when the um the workers are coming and they're complaining and they're arguing, what they're complaining and what they're arguing about is simply this, is that they, they, they want more. So what they're trying to do is get him off his balance. And if they get him off his balance, then, he, you know, maybe he does something or he gives more. And he gives more and that affects his bottom line because now he already had how much he knew he could give them. And in fact, what he gave them was generous for his point of view. And it was very generous to it seemed like those who had never been, you know, had just come into the vineyard at that point in time. But now he's giving them and they are in there and they're complaining about it. And what they're trying to do is throw him off balance. I'm telling you today, brothers and sisters, be careful. Make sure that you keep your balance. When you know, your balance, you're balancing everything. Even you know your work life, you know, what they call work life balance. You know, there is a balance to that. And I know everybody balance doesn't look exactly the same. You know, some, you know, balance can come in different ways, but at the end of the day, it's the same result. Watch this. So if I wanted to balance something, I could pour it all out on this side, and then when I get enough, I could pour enough on this side. Or or I can just take some from here and put a little bit over here. There's all kinds of ways to balance this thing. Amen. And there's no one prescriptive uh, prescription to um, to balance and how you should balance and how you should move forward. But here's nonetheless that we do need balance to talk about even in our bodies. We're talking about that next year is the year of investment. And I've already, you know, I was talking to some others about it and this is not just spiritually amen it seems like we don't want a court but they also talk about financially and in our bodies and all in our in our homes and in our in the our spirituality with god and all these things what have to be in balance meaning that what we can't have too much to know anything the bible said what in in modesty for everything amen so we are to be modest and we are to have and we are to do and Go forth, so stay on balance, amen. That's important. Don't let people get you off your kilter. You know, as I was telling my wife and she and I was talking and we was in the mall the other day and we were saying that, hey, you know what, we had to get out this mall because we couldn't stay here because I can feel things coming and it was going to get me off my balance, amen. And I might have made a decision or said something or did something that I didn't want to do or say, you know. So there are things out there all the time that come for us, that, that come to us, amen. And what God is going to do, we're going to have the maturity to handle it. And it's in that time that we have the maturity to handle that, then what God bless us with more. And as you can handle more, he'll bless you with what you can handle. I've learned that to be true, that God will bless you with what you can handle. So if he's giving you too much, I mean, if you have too much that throws off your balance, then what? Then he pulls back his hand. He pulls back his hand and says, okay, you can't handle that, so no, you can't have that. You can't handle that, so no, you can't, you can't get that. Y'all understand what I'm saying? So what? We must be what? Number one, be a person of integrity. Do the right thing because you know it's the right thing to do. Even if it costs you. And sometimes we'll be in positions, we made a bad deal and it does cost us. Sometimes I've overpaid for things. Sometimes I've got myself in situations that maybe my mouth wrote a check that my butt didn't want to cash. But you got to be a person of integrity. Number two, be a person of strategy. Just don't do things just to be doing them. Have a plan and a purpose behind each and everything you do. That we serve a God of strategy. God laid down his, um, he allowed Jesus to lay down his life for us to be saved. And he, he put a path out there. There was a complete strategy to this. 
You just didn't do things just to be doing. He had a strategy behind this. Are y'all with me? And then the last piece of this is to stay on balance. Stay on balance. We mean stay on balance. You know, stay prayerful. Stay, you know, worshiping and, and, and pray to God. And, and as we pray and stay in worship, that he would lead us and guide us. The Bible says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And he will order our steps. And even in this, the labor at the end of the day, some may come in later. That's not none, that's none of your business. Some may come in and it seems like they get exactly what they got. But just know that God has kept you. And what he's given you, he's given for you. And you have to walk into that. You have to work in that and watch this. He'll continue to do good for you. I'm sure that someone else is standing out there and saying, how did they get this? Or how did they get that? Or why did this work out this way? Or why did that work out that way? God knows and he cares and his timing is impeccable. So God bless you all on this morning. I hope that you all found this to be a word to be able to help you to um, think about some things and consider some things and look at some things a little bit differently as we go forward in this day that God is good and he knows and he cares. And I am grateful to him from whom all blessings flow. So at this time, we ask if there be um, any prayer requests, amen. We're going to pray with you and we're going to get on out of here. Let us pray. Oh, Lord, Heavenly Father, Lord, we come to you this morning. Lord, we want to say we thank you. Lord, we thank you, Lord Jesus, for our right mind. Lord, your heart, our strength. Lord, your ability, Lord, you even hear this word on today. Lord, help us to go, Lord, into the highways and the byways and prepare them to come. Continue to strengthen us in our faith, oh God. Love on us, oh God. Bless us and keep us, oh God. Strengthen us, Lord, like only you can. Help us, oh God, to go where you have us to go, Lord, to do what you have us to do, to say what you have us to say, Lord, to live how you have us to live, Lord, and to pray how you have us to pray. For it's your anointing that destroys that yoke and set the captive free. And we honor you for that, Lord, and we love you for that, Lord, and we praise your name. And we give your name all the honor and all the praise, the glory and the power, Lord, for it's yours and yours alone. Lord, you touch those who are sick in their body, oh God. Touch them from the crown of their head to the soles of their feet. Strengthen them, oh God. Lord, open up doors for people financially, oh God, who need your help, oh God. Bless them, keep them, Lord. Strengthen them, oh God, like only you can, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, and we love you. And we praise your name, Lord, and we give your name all the honor. And all the praise, Lord Jesus, glory and the power, Lord, for us, yours and yours alone. But we dare not touch that glory. But in all that ways, we acknowledge you and you say you will direct our path. We ask you to do all these things to others in the powerful name of Jesus. But we know this one thing and we know this to be true. That we walk by faith and not by sight. God bless you all. Love you all. At this time, I want to give you an opportunity to, to give up your tithe and offering to be a blessing into the Safe House Church. Amen. Here at the Safe House Church, we do um, our offering by electronic giving. You can give to the Safe House Church at um, the, the at the sale is an offering at safehousechurchgso.com. Again, that's offering at safehousechurchgso.com, or you can do the um, cash app. That's dollar sign Safe House Church GSO. Again, that's dollar sign Safe House Church GSO. Or you can do PayPal. That's paypal.me forward slash ministry aid. Again, that's paypal.me forward slash ministry aid. God bless you all. I love you all. We thank you for your support as you continue to pray for us. Amen. As we recharge our batteries, as we go forward and just do what God has called us to do. Remember, on this week, um, we will have our Bible study. Amen. On Wednesday night, we look forward to sharing with you on that, on our Bible study. Also, 
continue our prayer. We have be in prayer on tomorrow morning, first thing tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. We continue to be in our prayer um, services, amen, to about 6.30. So if all hearts and minds are clear, God bless you all. I love you all. You all take care and have a tremendous, tremendous rest of the day. Love you. Take care. Bye-bye.